Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Welcome back, Holy Spirit Feed listeners. Hey, we are going to wrap up our series on the seven spirits of God with the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. All right, that's our last time reading this for this series. So let's talk about that spirit of knowledge. In 1 Corinthians 8, 1, it says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. You know, knowledge can lead to pride. And how many know pride goes before destruction? It seems that there are a lot of people in our world today that have forgotten that, huh? Knowledge pairs with the fear of the Lord well. You might know some stuff, but you better stay yielded to God's desires or you could get into trouble. So share and utilize knowledge that comes from Holy Spirit as he directs. We need both the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. They play off one another. So let's talk about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, how could fear be a good thing, we wonder? Perfect love casts out fear, right? Wrong kind of fear. Trust me, the fear of the Lord is good. The fear of the Lord saves us from doing stupid things. In Bible times, rabbis would teach about three kinds of fears. First one being fear of God's might, that he might strike you dead. You may have heard, you know, people who don't go to church much or maybe they're unbelievers. They maybe made some mistakes. I like to call them pre-believers. They think that if they cross the threshold of a church, like they might get struck by lightning. I think that's kind of what this is talking about, fear of God, fear of his might. And then the second type of fear that they would teach on was the fear of disappointing God, as in, God, I love you so much, I just don't want to disappoint you. And then the third type of fear is a deep reverence for God, because you have seen him rightly. You have actually recognized fully, or as best we can, His holiness. I heard a message recently called Revival of Reverence, and it was fantastic. You know, we really need to revive a healthy reverence for God. Some of the stuff that is going on in our world today would have never flown back in the 50s or even the 90s. You know, when most people still went to church Most people respected Sabbath. Most people recognized God and his ways as a central part of life. Remember, in God we trust. That's what this nation was founded on. There was a time where it was common in our culture to think of God as someone to be revered and respected. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So think about this. This verse is saying the fear of the Lord is a foundation. 
a platform for knowledge to rest on in your life and then be utilized to live victoriously. If you don't have this foundation, where will knowledge land and take root in your life? It won't. So even if you do receive some knowledge along the way, it will be for naught. It will fall to the wayside and be wasted. Some of you are familiar with the word kairos, or a kairos moment is what you often hear, where there is extra grace from the Lord to do certain things supernaturally well, an accelerated ability to learn maybe an instrument or have favor in a certain area. And it's our responsibility to recognize when we are in those Kairos moments that God is giving us. Moments and even seasons, recognize those and jump on the wave, so to speak, to follow God into those times of favor while they last to not squander what he is doing, but instead take advantage to get the most kingdom progress. Have you ever been in a time like that, where God provided extra knowledge, answers, solutions, time, grace, resources? I recently, just for an example, I had someone that was close to me and their circumstances in their life were just not going well in their business with relationships, with finances, just everything messed up. Everything was, it seemed to be everything was out of order. And it was time for them to make a change, to transition into the next thing, the next phase of life. And it's clear that God was saying, this is the time to do a new thing. This is the moment to take advantage of listening to him while this person still could. And I was able to speak into their life and just offer what I saw to be God's clear direction, which was to make some changes and to get things in order. And there was a supernatural financial breakthrough at that time from the Lord. And I felt like it was to be used to make the transition and not just, you know, squander. I could see God moving, offering grace to fix the problems and then to transition smoothly. But they didn't heed what God was saying. Instead, they wasted all the additional time and money that he had provided. They didn't fix it. And then long term, they still wound up with the same problems. How many remember in 2020, you know, there was a lot of SBC loans and stimulus checks and things like that, that a lot of people got. And some invested that and they used those resources wisely. And some on the other side of things were frivolous with the funds. And you know, there's no fear of the Lord in that. They just took advantage of his grace and his mercy and refused to work with him to get to a better place in life. You know, honoring, respecting God, a healthy fear of the Lord, it's really related to the concept of delayed obedience is disobedience. We don't take God seriously. We're like, hey, I know his word says this, but I can probably get away without doing it and he'll forgive me. He'll continue to help me out of my mess that I've created. You know, and I'm not talking about making mistakes periodically because we all do that. I'm talking about a habitual lifestyle of not fearing the Lord, not having reverence for his word and his grace, and in fact, taking advantage of it instead. Wasting the life and the resources that he has provided us. I recently spoke in a message or a podcast 
about how we can have amazing encounters with God where we feel his presence or we get prayed for, or we get set free from the enemy. But then we are responsible to manage our own hearts, to own our encounters with him, to live in the territory that he has given. Our responsibility is honoring him and his authority in our lives. That is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. We're going to read Daniel 2, verses 20 through 22. This is Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Okay, it says wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. They belong to him and yet he's willing to share them with us if we are paying attention. Come on, that's amazing, you guys. If God is doing something new, we have to get on the bandwagon. As an example, so worship, I'm just going to speak prophetically now. I believe that he is looking, that God is looking for something else from us in this time in regards to worship. I believe that he's looking for something so authentic and deep out of our soul and spirit worship like flat on your face worship or flag waving. You know, I'm not even sure what it looks like yet, but I believe God is beginning to breathe on this for his people. So God's people, I'm speaking to you. I exhort you. We can't stay where we are with worship. It has to go deeper. That's a whole other message. And like I said, I believe God is just beginning to release this on the earth, but it's coming. I can feel it in the spirit. A shift in worship is coming. In that passage we just read in verse 21, it says, he removes kings and raises them up. I feel like we need to talk about the younger generation right now. I hear a lot of people talking about how it seems that the younger generation struggles with entitlement. You know, sometimes when I think about not having a fear of the Lord or a lack of the fear of the Lord, I sort of think of the younger generation. And I think sometimes younger generations are struggling with entitlement. I think it might be normal for older generations, older age groups to look at younger ones and think, hey, yeah, they definitely are struggling with entitlement. (laughs) You know, they're young and they haven't been through tough life experiences yet. Now, if you're listening and you are in what you would consider a younger generation, don't shut down. Let's talk about this. Let's welcome God's spirit to speak to this. So we can, as a body, address this, all generations working together to eradicate entitlement and bring a healthy fear of the Lord to all generations. So let's talk about entitlement. The definition of entitlement is the fact of having a right to something, the belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. 
You know what I just want to say in Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Another version says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So that definition, it talks about having a right to something. You know what? You don't anymore because your old self is gone. You gone, as they say, right? (laughs) You gave up your life, your right to anything in order to live in Christ. So that argument, that attitude of entitlement is a moot point. Nobody deserves special treatment, right? We've all died in Christ. And part of the problem is when people don't have the fear of the Lord, they think they know everything. And true knowledge actually comes out of humility and recognizing that you don't know everything, but that God does. You know, if you think you know everything already, like you won't listen to anything that anybody says that's different. Example, like your parents or maybe a wiser, well-seasoned person. You won't seek that knowledge because you think you know it. This is why these spirits work together, the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, right? The fear of the Lord keeps you off your high horse. I believe that the Lord actually wants to raise up some kings in Gen Z in that younger generation if they are willing to follow him. Fear of the Lord keeps you from doing stupid things, and it keeps you in a clear conscience. It keeps you walking blameless before the Lord, so you won't be afraid to step out and do what the Lord has called you to. If you don't have a healthy fear of the Lord, you will often have shame and guilt and the wrong kind of fear, and it will render you completely ineffective and paralyzed to reach your calling in life. Let's use Judas for an example. He betrayed Jesus. And you know what? I'm going to say that he didn't have fear of the Lord. And he screwed up and he couldn't pull it back together. We all screw up, right? But he couldn't pull it back together. He couldn't repent. He wound up, end result, he killed himself. You know, some would say that what he did was a greed thing because he did it for money. But I disagree. I believe it was a reverence thing. It was a lack of the fear of the Lord thing. So I'm going to wrap up with reading this verse again from Daniel 2. The last part of verse 21, it says, He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. Knowledge, understanding, those two things are linked So that, yet again, is another example of the spirits of God working together. So that concludes our Seven Spirits of God series. I bless each of you who are listening to walk in and encounter God through these seven spirits. And hey, if you've learned or were blessed in any way by this series, please share it with friends, family, believers, pre-believers alike. Do your part to spread Jesus all over the earth. All right, bless you guys and thank you for listening. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed. 